What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Outside the Stadium. We are here today with Extreme Couture's own UFC featherweight Kai Kamaka. Kai, how's it going? Um, going good. Just just got done with like my third session of the day, so I mean, pretty pretty good. Waiting for dinner to for my wife to finish dinner. So it's good that training finishes around five o'clock or five thirty here, so I can enjoy the rest of the day at home. No doubt. What's what what's for dinner tonight? Um, I shoot. I don't know. I have no idea yet. I have uh, no idea. I told her I got an. I told her I got an interview. So, and I seen her starting to get ready. So, um, I don't know. Awesome, awesome. Well, I go by Kush. My my lighting's a little weird. I got this two faced thing going on. Usually, it's Pete with the camera issues, and we got Pete on the bottom. You know, he's starting to wear a little bit of the same clothing. We might have to have you hook him up with some RVCA stuff. I'm starting to recognize this this sweatshirt and this hat all the time. What's going on, Pete? Good man, you know, um, I'm from a, a remote location, and and access to clothes has not been like it usually is. I don't have my full wardrobe, so we're gonna have to go with what I have. Um, I'm asking the viewers not to look too far into my into my wardrobe for the foreseeable future. Um, and uh, yeah, don't be too judgmental. <laughs> we got it. And before, oh, before we go forward, you guys, you guys can call it. I know you guys, it, it's RVCA, but you can guys can say Ruka. 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 Uh, Ruka, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the V is a U. I got it. I got it. We're gonna... Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it's a, there's a whole backstory on it, but the whole thing behind it is the balance of opposites. So just the V and the A. But, um, yeah, it's, it's Ruka. Definitely more catchy, for sure. What's up, everybody? I'm Kush from OTS. When the conversation gets boring, people go for their drink. When they go for their drink, they see their coaster. If they see a coaster like this, the conversation stays boring. But if they see a coaster like this, with some of the most legendary moments in sports history, the conversation gets a little juice. Playbook has sexy leather coasters, and if you're a real big baller, they've got slate ones as well. Go check out at Playbook Products and use OTS Playbook for 15% off. Yeah. So we know you've got a fight coming up, but for historical perspective, just to start you know, from the beginning, can you talk to us about how how you got into the UFC? I know you had a, a pretty wild story. How you, you you had a fight booked in LFA. Two weeks later, you were you were coaching or cornering Joaquin and your manager knew Sean Shelby. Can you tell us how that played out and and how you scored that debut? Okay, so this is how it, this is how it played out. LFA wasn't in the picture at all. My we knew what was headed into July or. Yeah, we knew July and oh no, we knew August. There were seven UFC cards in the month of August. Um, because you, you got UFC, then you got Contender Series, UFC Contender Series, UFC Contender Series. So it ended up seven dates. So my manager, Brian Butler, he's like, "Why don't we? Why don't we go to Vegas? You know, why don't we wait around in Vegas just for the month, train or whatever, roll the dice in Vegas? You know, um, we're not doing nothing at home." in the island. So I'm like, yeah, well, I mean, let's, let's shoot my shot. Like, you know, we're not doing like, I'm training my ass off here. Let's just do the same thing there. But my chances are way greater. So I did my medicals. I did everything. Uh, I'm going to go to Vegas. I booked my flights to Vegas. Uh, I booked, uh, me and my cousin Ray are going to go to Vegas. He's going to help me out. So what, what ended up happening is we're training, we're training like a few weeks and then um, we get a call from LFA. Somebody dropped out. Uh, the guy was actually a res. I think he was a res. I, I ran into somebody that knew him. He's actually from Vegas. The guy, the guy flew out, 
Um, so I ended up taking a fight in LFA on three weeks' notice. Um, I'm last minute, so um, so I'm thinking, oh yeah, let's just do that. I'm go, I go there, I win, I I still go to Vegas, you know, and then that's how. So yeah, I win, I win in LFA. I go back to, I go back to Vegas, and I'm waiting around. I'm, I kind of rested like Sunday, Monday, or maybe maybe Monday. I started running again, and then. Tuesday was kind of doing just home workouts. Wednesday we're going to my first workout, um, like at a gym, um, with Renato Canuto. Um, he he he's a jiu-jitsu practitioner. Um, Nogi, uh, ranked pound for pound in the world. Um, he runs Venom Training Camp out here. So we're going there. My first training session. Um, while while I while I get there, I get a call. Hey, can you corner Joaquin Buckley? Which I just met him like. Last week, because we fought on the same LFA card. I don't know if you guys know that. And we were cutting, kind of cutting weight together. We were chilling in the hot tub. And, you know, they, oh, yeah, kid was cool. So, you know, I go through the whole week with him. I don't train at all. I mean, I can, I jump rope, shadow box in the, in the, in the lock. In, I mean, in my hotel, my two-bedroom suite, because his corner tested positive. So I'm locked in. I don't see Joaquin until, like, the day before the weigh-ins. Um, and then... So I'm just working on my room. You know, I go through Joaquin's fight week with him, just doing home, um, hotel workouts. Then I get out Sunday. You know, Sunday we do like a we do some type of workout, do the some type of run. And then Monday, same thing. We go back to Venom. Tuesday morning, Tuesday morning, I'm doing a home workout, like a like a strength and conditioning workout. And then that's when I get the call that hey, I'm going back to the bubble. I'm fighting in the. I I didn't even know who I was fighting for like the first hour. Cause they were like, my man. I don't know if you guys seen the call where my manager calls me and he's like, "Hey, did you call? Did you, oh, you, I think you need to call Ray because Ray went home, and then my brother was hearing me. Um, hey, you need to call Ray because you you're in the UFC. So that and then so the whole hour I'm like, yeah, oh, all right, let's let's do it. And then I'm like, wait, who am I? Who am I even fighting? I mean, because it doesn't matter. But you know, by some at some point I gotta know. No, for sure. And I saw, I did see that video, dude. We saw, we saw the, the emotion uh, that, that, that just hit, hit your face when you got that call and listen, you put on, you, you put on a hell of a performance and uh, yeah, that's, that's why you're still here. And that's why we're still talking to you. So um, real quick going into, you know, this is your third fight in the, in the, yeah. your first fight, short notice, second fight in absolute, Honestly, pleasure to watch wrestling, striking, grappling. Absolute mayhem. Second fight was seven days notice. So yeah. that was even like that was, I would say like I was more unprepared for that one than I was my first one because I moved here seven days prior to me getting the call. And because I was supposed to fight in December. And so, like four, four weeks, like, oh, I don't have an opponent. So, like, yeah, maybe I'm not going to even fight December or whatever. So we kind of like, and then they're like, oh, can you fight? Next Saturday, I'm like, okay, yeah, I guess so. So I'm here by myself in Vegas trying to find my, my, my family a house. Finally I ended up, then they called me like on the seventh day I was here. Hey, can you fight next week? And then, of course, the fighter that I am, fighter that we are, you know what I mean? We're, we're not, we canceled. We, uh, we're like, yeah, like we canceled a plan on fighting in December. Like, yeah, yeah, it was just do it. Just do it, you know? Yeah, for sure. So that's, and that's how I mean, yeah, that's how that happened. 
That's what I wanted to ask you. You know, I know you, you took two last minute fights, both absolute brawls. Was that the product of the last minute fight? And the, and because now you've, now you have a full training camp. Are we going to see a more calculated approach or more um, maybe targeted or is it still, listen, I'm here for the performance bonus. I'm here for the W I'm here to fight. I'm here to entertain. I mean, yeah, though, I mean, we're, my, my coaches are putting in, you know, are putting in a plan and putting in some tactics, but within those tactics, I mean, I'm sure you see me fight. I don't step back. So, I mean, I'm going to use these tactics, use what I have, use what I already have. And I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go forward and, you know, I'm gonna, like, that's, that's my ultimate goal is to break him. And, you know, oh. No, for sure. I mean, that's that's tough coming in the first two fights. Like, you you work your entire career to become a UFC fighter, and then it's you know two short notice fights. It's probably not ideal. It wasn't like the dream situation, but it's better than not getting there at all, right? Yeah. No, I mean for sure. Yeah, no, it's it's uh it's tough to you know display like that, but um. But yeah, are you are you most comfortable at, at featherweight? I mean, um, that's what you're coming in at, you know, over the past two fights. But um, is that where you're most comfortable at? Yeah, that's that's I mean, for sure. I mean, I I think I had four fights at featherweight, and I'm just not gonna play around at um, bantamweight anymore. It's too much, like especially at a higher level. Like, I can't afford to be depleting myself, you know, <laughs> like. Um, I mean, I fought in Bellator and LFA, King of the Cage, to where 135, I was, like, I could, I could, I could do those cuts to where I could skate by, you know, I, I felt crappy, and I just skated by, uh, but, I mean, I can't be feeling like that during fights with the best guys in the world, but in the UFC. Yeah, do you, so, you feel an energy difference and, like, a speed difference between 35 and 45? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean... Yeah, I, I mean, just everything feels different. Like, I feel a little weary when I get in the ring, uh, with, in, get in the cage at 35. Like, I mean, I feel good, like, feel full, like, eating and everything, you know. But once I step in the ring, it's like, I, like my, I don't know, just my body feels a little bit weird. It feels a little off. Uh, 100%. So, I, I want to ask you about the family perspective about this because, you know, it's, it's, it's not easy. I, we, we've heard a lot of fighters speak about it. Um, Kamari specifically last week about you know being away from your family and you had you know you've got three three kids now yeah I have three three kids I have a four-year-old a two-year-old and a like a four-month-old so how how was it bringing your family over to Vegas to uh you know station yourself in the fight scene and how was it for them to see their I mean I know they're they're very young now but does that play into, you know, when, when you step in, into the octagon, you're like, damn, like these, they're, they're watching their dad fight right now. I think more than anything, this next one is going to feel a little bit different. Just because my my, um, two of my daughters, they're getting a little bit older to where, like, they know now. They know, like, because we watch, I mean, UFC's on every weekend, right? And um, just have, how, as a family, we've settled into our own place. And we were watching... UFC every Saturday now, but they're like, like now they're like, Daddy, no, um, remember when you fight? You know what I mean? And but I haven't been able to sit down like this with them, like completely because for um, and and kind of hear what they feel, like they've watched the fights from home, you know. And then, um, for the month of July to pretty much September, 
I was in Vegas by myself. Well, me, me, my brother, my cousin. And then, so I, I didn't really see that interaction on, on their knowledge. And then my wife would tell me, but I just, you know, you don't understand till you see it yourself. And then again, from November to like all the way to December 5th is when they got here. I didn't, um, I see, I didn't, you know, so like now that we're settled in, I've been watching UFCs every weekend. I see like how aware they are of the situation and like w what stage that I'm at. It's, um, it's a little bit more, I think this one is going to be a little bit different. Yeah. So on, on that note, I saw that before your LFA fight, your wife actually quit her job because both of you believed in your dream in, in, in the UFC. Is that a source of inspiration that, that, or is it a lot of pressure, you know, because you, you got people believing in you and you got people counting on you. Um, I don't know. It's kind of, I mean, me and her have been together since we were 14 years old, freshman in high school. So, I mean, for us, this is all we saw, you know, like regardless of what anybody else thought, any, like, any of these, like the kids in high, the guys in our classmates in high school, my, my wrestling friends or guys in college that I wrestled with, for me and her, this is always what we saw. So, I mean, the journey has, has like taken turns, but I mean, where we've definitely like, I mean, where we've always stayed the course, like we, we, we were supposed to move from, right from when I was wrestling in Nebraska, we were going to move to Sacramento or Vegas. But, she, you know, we had a baby, so we ended up moving home, starting my career back home. And just, like, but it, all the while, the goal was always to be in the UFC. I mean, regardless of what the money or whatever, UFC kind of, I mean, you know, like, there's some guys that certain jobs will make them feel seen, you know, no matter how much the money. And I think that's, like, for me, from a little, from five years old, I, I just seen UFC, you know, so... Um, I mean, I, I needed, I, I needed to at least fight in the UFC for validation. And then now that I'm here, goals have changed to where it's time to climb the, climb the rankings. Yeah, no. Um, yeah. So at, at 45, who do you see, you know, where do you see yourself going? Um, you know, as far as, you know, future fights, if you do win this one now, like, do you, do you see yourself, you know, inching in towards that, you know, top 15, what kind of fight would you want next? And, you know, hopefully, yeah. Honestly, I'm at the point, I'm at, I'm at an age to where, like, when I beat when I beat TJ Brown, you know, um, my next fight, I don't want it to be, like, anything crazy and too much of a big step. I just want the next guy, whatever's the next step up, you know, and because I, I, I want to make, I'm, I'm in this for the long haul. And to, to know that I'm, to know that I'm, I'm, I'm ready, I, I need to beat everybody, you know what I mean? So... I mean, the best guy will beat anybody. And I feel like if I just chip away at that, you know, I chip away at the next best guy. I think that's, um, that's, that's all I can, that's all I can think of. I mean, I let my managers do, my manager do that. And then I'm kind of, he just throws some name or he throws a name at me. I tell him, yeah, you know, like this is already my second opponent for this fight. So, or so for this date. So, I mean, it doesn't matter as long as it's the, that's the guy they feel is supposed to be in front of me. I mean, that's it because it could be anybody. I mean, I was sparring with Ray Cooper um, for my, like all of my career. So, I mean, not, 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 not too many things are much more scary than that. <laughs> no, that's for sure. And that's, that's a, a, a fan's dream with a fighter, a guy who just wants it. He wants to keep going. in. so, I, you know, we see the mindset. You're young. In your last fight against JSP, you know, we saw striking. We saw scrambling. We saw grappling. You know, you were probably in, inches or seconds or moments away from submitting him with a guillotine. How would you define yourself as a fighter? What is your fighting style? 
Um, I would say boxing and wrestling. Um, yeah, I mean, like I wrestled in, wrestled in college. Um, I grew up all my life boxing. I, I, I did everything. I did, did everything. I played football. I did, I did everything. So it's like my fighting style is athletic, you know, like it, it comes to scrap. I'm not, I mean, not, it's just boxing and wrestling is the best way I could put it. My athleticism fits toward, I mean, that's, that's what makes me, you know, that's what brings everything together. Yeah, no, for sure. So going from like your entire like background of, you know, boxing and, and wrestling growing up and then going to like this big gym feel at like extreme couture and you got like all these different sparring partners and I'm sure a lot of them, like there's some 45 contenders in your gym as well. Like, are you eyeing them? Is it like, you know, a competitive feeling? What, what's that feeling like at the gym? Um, not really. I mean, I, I don't see myself fighting anybody in the gym just because like, I'm not, I don't, I don't think I'm at that point. You know what I mean? Like, unless it's for the t- the world title, you know what I mean? So it's like anything less is kind of unnecessary. But I mean, I, I do see a lot of, I, I, that, I'm, it's a pleasure to be like, my main guys are Dan Ige, Jeremy Kennedy, um, guys like that. You know, that, those are my main training partners on uh, Boston Salmon. Those are my main guys. So it's like, I mean, it's, it's not anything else. It's like, I'm just grateful for the help, you know, any, 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 any help that I can get Appreciate just to be better for myself. 100%. We got to ask with the Camaro and Gilbert fiasco, you know, it's, 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 an, it's an exciting narrative nowadays. So, yeah, I mean, I thought it was cool. I thought that was cool until it looked a little bit weird at the end of fight week, you know what I mean? Or like, then it started getting more weird, but I thought they had it under control. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you, you know, you see a little saltiness coming out. You see, you see a, yeah. little, uh, a little edge, but that, that's, that's natural. You know, I was looking at your, your, your Instagram. I saw a funny picture. Are you, you were sitting on Sean Shelby's shoulders when, when, when you were a kid, do you, you guys go way back? What, what's that history? How do you guys know? Yeah. Well, I mean, he, he knows me since I was a little kid. So he was in Hawaii. He was doing like, he did some business in Hawaii, just like, I mean, within the fight scene and like, uh, with, with like, uh, my family and stuff around the, the gym, um, the team that I was training with. I mean, that, I mean, I grew up around. Um, so that, that's how that happened. So he, he's always known me. Yeah, no doubt. Um, so I just wanted to ask you, you know, featherweight division going forward, we like to do, uh, call your shot. So when do you see yourself? I mean, the goal is to be a UFC champion, correct? Right. Give it, give give, give us a timeline, man. When are you going to take that title? I mean, ideally I'd want to be, I would, I would want to be in the top 15, um, starting of 2022. You know what I mean? I mean, I would love, I'd love to be a champion by like 20 years old. Um, it's like in within the next in two years, you know, two three years, that span. Um, but within that time, I just, I just want to beat the next guy. I want to beat every guy that they, I have to beat. You know what I mean? Because um, I, I, like, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of guys. I mean, there's, there's a lot of things going on with social media and just guys talking. But at the end of the day, I love to compete. I mean. It shows in my life, my, my fighting style. I'm not going to just take you down and hold you down. I'm not going to just outbox you and win rounds. You know, I'm trying to, I'm like, I'm trying to kill you, you know, within that time. So, I mean, I'm trying to fight. There's, I, I, there's difference. I, I just think there's a difference between fighting and, and, you know, and I don't know. Fighting to me is you, every, both guys are going at it until somebody falls. I mean, 
fighting to and to me is not is not trying to win ten nines. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, you, that's 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 more of a sport. You know, I mean, I guess, but some people look at it differently, and that's just me. Yeah. No. I mean, so you you can, can, yeah. Go ahead. No, no. I mean, you can see it. I mean, like, uh, like my right hand guys, um, Ray Cooper. I mean, you see it in his fighting style as well. I mean, it's it's literally kill or be killed. You're gonna have like, and that's I'd rather lose like that anyways. I'd rather lose like that going, going out than trying to trying to win a two out of three rounds, um, three rounds and then losing. You know what I mean? It's, it's, I, I'd rather get knocked out than anything else. To tell you the truth. Yeah, no, for sure. Is that is that you think that's like a Hawaiian type of style? I mean, we we, we see Max Holloway. You know, we, we obviously you talk about you know fighting in Hawaii. It's you know it's been Max Holloway. He's been you know the poster for this for, for the sport. I mean, he he's the epitome of going forward and, and striking and putting it all on the line every single time. And his volume of strikes is you know that that's another thing. But he he puts it mm-hmm. out every time. Um, yeah. Would you say that like maybe Max set the way with that? Um, I mean, it's it's. It, it's in the blood. It's in the water. I don't know. It's just like, um, we just, we, 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 we can't go out. Like, I mean, dude, we just want to go out that way. You know what I mean? Like we can't go out any other way. I mean, that's just the way we choose to fight. I mean, I, there's, there's a lot of different styles, right? There's the Irish style, there's the Mexican style. And I believe we have our own, you know what I mean? Uh, definitely. Especially, you know, since, since BJ started it all, I, I love the fact that you see, that's the best part about the UFC. You see different fighters come from all over the globe and they bring not only the skill set, but they bring the fighting culture with them. And you yeah, see the fighting culture. The, a clash of culture. So on your way up, you know, looking at the featherweight division, who's the toughest fight that you see for yourself? Um, sure, I don't know. I mean, I mean, everybody's tough. I don't know. I, I see a lot of lot of good fights. Um, sure, I don't know. It's a it's a tough question, honestly. Yeah. Just because you asked me in the wrong time, because uh-huh. I have a fight book, and that's like the that's the only thing I'm thinking about is being the best of myself for that fight. Shoot, it could be anybody. I would still be trying to do the same thing. You know what I mean? It's it's it's, it's yeah. That's a that's a tough question. Yeah, but my toughest toughest battle is coming to the gym, though. Ooh, good point. Good point. Maybe maybe that's why. Uh... Max stops sparring because he doesn't want those tough battles anymore. He'd rather save it for yeah. the octagon. This, I mean, I've I've took a um, page out of his book. I mean, I've stopped sparring. I, I spar less. I only spar like three rounds once a week. If I like, I haven't sparred for months. Um, and then I spar like three rounds on 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 Tuesday. Um, but I, but I know I'm there for those three rounds. You know what I mean? I'm not sparring multiple days a week, three days a week, and doing this much rounds. It's like, no, I'm three rounds, that's my fight, and I'm going to come here with the mindset to win those three rounds. You know what I mean? So um, you, you spar too much, I feel like you 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 um you lose that. You're kind of just doing it to do it, you know? I mean, you're going hard, of course, but it's like your mental IQ of what you want to do in those rounds or how, how you're doing it, I don't know, it's just – just different. So I, I mean, I love to. I would love to spar every day, but it's just, it's not good for the body, and it's just not good mentally. You know, you start blowing past things that you're trying to learn. Got it. Back to the basics, technique. So before we let right. you go, I wanna, I wanna get your, 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 your opinion on, um, 
two of the title shots on March 9th, and then the big title March shot. March 6th. March 6th? Correct. Yeah, I think March 6th. My bad. Um, you know, I, in my mind, I just chalk up every Amanda Nunes fight as a, a dub. So Aljamain Sterling and Peter Yan, that's, you know, the division right below you. And that's two guys, another clash of styles, big, heavy, striker, wrestler versus, you know, a grappling king from Long Island Strong. Uh, how do you see that fight going? Honestly, it's a battle of style. Like, it's, yeah, it's exactly what you say. It's a clash of styles. And um, I love Peter Yan's style. I love Peter Yan's style. He's, I would say, like, I try to mimic him a lot. I try to do a lot of things like him. But at the same time, I've been helping Aljamain Sterling. I've helped Aljamain Sterling. I've gone to Aljamain Sterling. I've sparred him. I literally sparred him like two days after I had COVID just because like, I mean, you can't deny good work, right? High level work. And the more I see this, like Aljamain is really good on the ground. Like, I mean, he has, not only that, he has a good, pay, he, he, he has a gas tank and um, he sticks to what he knows. So, I mean, if, if Peterion or if Peterion can't get up or eventually can't finish him, I, I see Aljamain Sterling, um, you know, eventually winning. Awesome. Yeah. That's that's exactly what uh, what a Dominic Cruz said. He said that Aljamain Sterling's ground game is very very um, underrated. That they don't give him enough credit for what it's due. Yeah, I mean, I I've sparred I sparred him. I rolled with him. It's not like it's not strong. Like he's not, he doesn't have a grip. You know, he doesn't have like a crazy grip or or whatnot. But it's like he's always he just keeps going, keeps going, and he's real sticky. You he, know, he's, he applies good top pressure. Yeah, well, but he just he just goes really well. I mean, he he's gonna keep shooting takedowns. He's gonna fail at those. He's gonna fail takedowns, and he's gonna just keep shooting takedowns. So you gotta keep defending him, or else you're gonna get taken down. And of course, that drains energy. But he he doesn't have like he doesn't go. You know, he doesn't give. Yeah, definitely. And you know, so this next fight, we touched on weight before. You said it's 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 taxing to the body. You know, Israel Adesanya is moving up. He's going the the, the other way. And we recently heard he currently weighs two hundred and seven pounds. How do you see his fight with Jan Blachowicz going? How do you see the the weight class jump factoring into that fight? Honestly, I think that yeah, I I mean Jan is not the most technical guy, but he he never was, you know. So he he'll hit you in an accident and he'll knock you out. So I just feel like if it gets if it's an ugly fight, Jan Jan wins, you know. Um, I mean you gotta think like Israel Adesanya is like a sniper if it's clean work. If so. If it's not clean work and Jan is in his face, I mean, Jan takes that fight, and I don't, I don't see, I don't see um, him in like the real ugliest fights. You know, you, we don't see that in Israel Adesanya. It's real clean work, real precise. So I mean, just like that, if if it's precise, if it's real clean, technical striking, Israel Adesanya wins. But I do think Jan Jan will end up catching him. I mean, he's so athletic that he's willing to give. He's willing to take to give. So it's, I mean, and I feel like the going up in weight, Israel Adesanya um, is not going to affect him too much. You know, he's going to have to accumulate rounds before, before, um, before finishing him, or if not, take winning a decision. But I feel like Jan, Jan, man, he hits you on accident. Yeah, you know I mean, you're done. You know what I mean? So unorthodox. Yeah, he's got five rounds to find that punch. Yeah, I mean, what is that? No, 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 you don't think that the size, like, you know, you kind of mentioned about the size. Like, what I thought, 
When, when Max Holloway went up and fought Dustin Poirier, I thought he looked small con, uh, compared to Dustin. And, and now this is Israel going up now uh, 20 pounds against Jan, who's a pretty big uh, 205-er. You don't think that yeah. that's going to I, I do think. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, if he gets touched, like, like clean, you know, um, it, could, it could go bad. But at the same time, that, that um, Dustin Poirier fight, I think it was too, like, it didn't give enough time for, for Max to grow. Because Max is big. Like, he's big. And I've, I've seen him out of camp, you know, or he's big. So, I mean, if you give him some time, I think he would have looked, like, a, bit, a little bit more filled out, you know, of course. And, like, the transition to 55 would have been a little bit better. But, yeah, he did look small in that, especially his legs. Yeah, I thought I thought he needed to bulk up, like you said, like what John Jones is doing right now, where he's bulking up. Right, like take take this time, take like three or four months before getting into a training camp, or even you know like a six month to get to grow into the weight class. I mean, especially at those weights, those fifteen pound gaps, or like those ten, those where those guys are just cutting more weight. Even forty five to fifty five, it's like you're dealing with different heights and stuff. So you you gotta you gotta. Um, 35, 45, not that bad. 25, 35, not that bad. But, I mean, those you still got to grow, too, into it. Because yeah. I figure those guys are cutting cutting down from possibly 70. I mean, Dustin Poirier is huge. He's huge. It's, it's yeah. crazy, especially with some of these guys. The, the, the difference between weight cut day and then the next day, it's like, wow, this is a whole other person. He put on literally a whole a whole other I mean, job. that's how I was at 135. And, like, yeah, I, I looked good. I mean – but like once I felt in the like warming up, everything just felt weary. I mean, I hated that feeling. I dreaded it. I dreaded that weight cut. I mean, I never did miss weight, but it was just like I I knew my like I I probably would, couldn't take a punch at 35. Somebody who could really hit, you know. I mean, I never did get hit bad, but I just could feel it to where like like in wrestling transition, like um I wanted to get out of there. Like man, this is this is like this sucked. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. I think that's a huge part of it, finding your weight class. So last fight before we yeah. let you go, we know you got your eye on this one. This is your division. Fast forward three weeks, March 27th. I got the date right on this one. We got, you know, speaking of razor sharp technique, Brian Ortega's taking on Alexander Volkanovsky. This is, I mean, the fight I'm most Hello? excited about. Yeah. What do you, how, how do you see this fight playing out? Um, This is a Brian Ortega, right? Yeah. Sorry, it kind of broke up. Oh, it, um, it broke out. Yeah, Brian Ortega, Alexander Volkanovsky for the title in your division. Um, I don't know. I think if it's if it's in a see, I don't know. It's it's hard to say. I mean, Brian Ortega looked totally different his last fight. You know what I mean? Um, but that's yeah. I don't know. Um, I think I maybe I I just think Alexander Volkanovsky is gonna win. He knows how to win. You know, like. He he just know he knows how to win rounds, especially at the championship level. It's like he knows how to skate by. I mean now, I mean he was a killer, but it's just like now that I seen Max fight him, like he knows how to like um skate by. You know what I mean? It's like so I mean maybe that 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 I think that's gonna help him. Yeah, the opposite of what um, you said, man. Reiner, he's he's trying to win ten nine rounds. Right. I mean, he was a killer though. I mean he he he, he went after him before. I mean, and then he ran into Max Holloway where the situation, like, I mean, the, the height difference and also you got to play the game. You know what I mean? You got to keep the belt. You got to keep, I mean, you have a lot weighing on your shoulder, a lot, probably a lot of pressure. So, I mean, maybe your style changes. But, I mean, you know the guy that fought Aldo and Mendez, I mean, he was going after it, you know. So, it's, just, it's probably just the, 
the situation, you know, I can't say I'm not in his spot, but I mean, I think that's what it is. Yeah, he melted those guys. Anyway, you know, Kai, thank you so much for taking the time. Kai is fighting on May 1st, scheduled right now for the UFC Apex versus TJ Brown. This is the first fight he's got a full camp. I cannot wait to see what comes from you. And again, you know, thank you for taking the time and kicking it back with us. Thank you. Yeah, my, so my first two fights, just I had four days notice and seven days notice. Now, this last one, I had 11 weeks. This then I have 11 weeks notice. So, I mean, of, uh, out of anything, you're going to see uh, just a guy that's way be in way better shape and, um, you know, prepared for his opponent. So, I mean, that's, that's the only difference. But I'm still going to be coming forward and, yeah, not letting him breathe. Definitely. Thank you so much for taking the time. I cannot wait to see what we see in the octagon. And uh, enjoy that dinner, man. I know you're looking forward to it. Thank you.